it, it'd be amazing to get some more younger officials in there because that's who's going to drive it to like the next generations of swimmers. And if we don't get anyone in there now, there might be a bit of an issue later. <laughs> Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name is Lachlan Vane Tempest and this is part three of our Young Official series and on this episode we stay within the swimming world and chat to Lucy Graham. Lucy is 19 years old and will be going into her fifth year of technical officiating. She is from the CESA region, down there around the Jarvis Bay area and is mentored by one of our digital community members who always loves to chat, Dave Cooper. Lucy and I discuss how she got involved, the pay debate, and the importance of implementing a mentoring system. Enjoy. G'day everyone and welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks and today we are continuing our discussion about young officials and how we can attract them to swimming. We've spoken to Lauren Bird, a young netball umpire, and Isaac Wilson, a young technical official. And now we are staying with a swimming technical official. We are talking to Lucy Graham, who's 19 years old and is in her fourth year of being a technical official. She's from the Jarvis Bay area. Lucy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about uh, why you are into swimming in the first place. Not so much the technical official side, but into swimming in the first place. Um, so I live down on the South Coast. So we're basically surrounded by water. So I was almost natural instinct to go into swimming when I was younger. Um, I was a competitive swimmer until I was 14, 15-ish, and then decided that um, through some problems with my ears and things like that, that it wasn't for me, but I still wanted to stay involved with the sport. So I sort of went over to the technical officialing side. Oh, beautiful. And so uh, you joined when you were around that 14, 15-year-old mark. And, and yes. how did that happen? How did that come about? Um, so I started, um, at club nights. That was where I started. One of the, the oldest starter that was there, um, was moving away for university and he was like, Hey, like, would you be interested in doing this? Like, it's completely up to you. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Like, can't, can't be that bad. And then I sort of fell in love with it from there. Mm. But yeah. So, so, so what, what made you fall in love with it? What attracted you to be, to um, continue that being a technical official? I like the fact that I'd be able to help younger swimmers achieve their dreams, like watching them get those PBs and watching them improve their strokes and all that and guiding them on where they can like better themselves is what I found really like that's was like what drove me to want to do it even more. And uh, just a side note, what is your favourite uh, position to be oh. in at a meet? What official? Um, starter, 100%. That's what I started with. Um, yep. Most... Technical officials start at like, um, like timekeeper, and then they go up that way. I started with starter, and yeah. I just that's where I that's my that's my one and only. <laughs> that's your zone. That's your zone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, loose for a uh, majority of teenagers, the pathway to become a technical official uh, is unknown, and we're talking about Isaac Wilson about this. Um, and I want to get your view on it. Can you tell us what process you have gone through to get where you are right now? So obviously you had that initial club night. What was the next step to become accredited and then so on and so on? Um, so I remember my first, to get accredited, my first meet was a club meet at, at home and we had mm -hmm. one of one of the um, accreditation ladies come out and I was so nervous. I remember it like it's, it's like stuck in my head. I was so nervous, like, 
my, I remember my voice cracking on the thing. And I, as soon as I did that one start, it was all good. But from there, I did a couple of like smaller meets down home. And then uh, my referee at club was pushed me to be like, all right, like maybe you should go up to Sydney and go up to Pack and things like that. So that was where my next step went. Mm. And that's where I met Dave Cooper, my mentor, um, at a D-Squad meet. And yeah, he's just pushed me and driven me to go as far as I have now. And that's brilliant. And we are going to get a little bit onto that kind of mentoring system later on in the interview, because um, I think there's such value there. But before we do that, um, a couple of weeks ago, as I said, we spoke to Lauren uh, Bird, uh, a young netball umpire, and we asked her why she never became a swimming official. And she was a former swimmer herself. And she said that she had never seen any ads either online on social media or around her own pool or at, you know, um, her area carnivals or SOPAC or anything like that. Nothing saying come be a technical official. No. From your experiences, what ways are there in place to attract young TOs and, and what strategies do you think that you have in, in your head that could work? Um, I have to agree with her there. That I, on it, I, if I, it wasn't for my club, I wouldn't have known how to go about it. Yeah. And it, it is a really hard thing to do because you, you like, it's the thing you only see the older generations doing it. So it's not, you're not seeing any fresh faces coming up and through. It's, it was so, it was a bit daunting starting because there's all these older mm. people. And I was what 14, a young female, 14 going into this environment with all these adults. And I was like, Oh my goodness. But yeah, um, there's nothing really that shows recently there has been, um, like I was on yeah. one of the advertisements for Sydney Australia a couple, I think maybe a year or so ago. Now. Um, but besides yeah. that, there isn't really, it'd be amazing to get some more younger officials in there because that's who's going to drive it to like the next generations of swimmers. And if we don't get anyone in there now, there might be a bit of an issue later. <laughs> Exactly right, Lucy. And that's what we're trying to trying to push forward right now with, with your help. Now, Lucy, let's get on to one of the biggest arguments uh, uh, around uh, the absence of, of young technical officials, and that's the pay debate and, and, and young officials being paid or any official being paid for that matter. Um, there's a saying, and I said this in Isaac's interview, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, and then I use the example that if I was a, like being a swim coach myself, like I wouldn't be getting up at 4am every morning, you know, if, if there wasn't yeah. a paycheck, if there wasn't a paycheck, you know, coming my way, it's just such a demanding lifestyle. Um, and um, as I said to Isaac as well, my little brother said, I want to become a soccer referee because then I can get a paycheck, you know, every single weekend or whatever weekend he does. And, and that's the way, you know, the world, is moving is that people don't want to do anything for free you know they want to if they're going to give their time they want to get a reward back or some sort of yeah. recognition back um what is your view on the whole young technical officials should be paid debate uh like you've said it's sort of if, if you're doing something you love it's like it should be sweet but getting up i know from where i live it's a pretty big trek like it's like a three-hour drive yeah. up there like for yeah. me to spend, like I'm at uni as well. So like for me to spend a Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday up there for a big meet, like I love doing what I do. I I wouldn't expect it, but it I, it would have been, it would be nice to have a bit of an incentive for it. Like have like, yeah, I've, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I've done you... one meet up there 
And yeah. I think that was the only one that I've really got, I got like petrol money for, like for me driving up there. That was really it. Yeah. But if there was right. more incentive okay. to it, I, I reckon that there would be maybe a couple more younger officials maybe stepping up. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a step down from from SOPAC and and just go to you know to CESA yeah. and like, you know, you have to give up all your weekend where you you could be studying, uh, and to spend eight to ten hour days there. Uh, yes. Like I'm sure there would be more incentive, as you said, for you to go there, and and actually you know go there for rather than just the purpose of you know, giving back to the, to the community. I understand, you know, they're volunteers, but I think that's the way to attract more people. Could you imagine? I know, I know um, my mates, I've said to him, Hey, if there was a paycheck, would you go down, uh, say we're on the central coast and we're at coast and Valley. Uh, would you go down to the peninsula center there at Woi Woi and do half a day there and get, you know, 50 bucks, something like that. And they said, absolutely. Yeah. And that's coming from, you know, 22 year olds. Like it's definitely, it's definitely a place and it's definitely an argument that has to be discussed so that we can attract more young officials to come down for little bits. And then that those little bits return to bigger bits and then so on and so on and so on. Yeah, exactly. And if you have all the younger, like all the younger officials coming through and they're only doing little bits and little bits, the Mm. more we can get and they go and tell their friends and everything like that, it becomes a bigger community, I reckon. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now let's move on because we could talk about that for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> now we put a call out to our swim.rocks community about two or three weeks ago uh, to see what their me- our members sorry, are doing at their own clubs and, and what ideas they had that Swimming New South Wales or Swimming Australia or Swimming in general could attract young officials to the sport. And we're going to go through a, a few now. Uh, and, and this one's a big one. And, and you did mention it before that your club did. That senior swimmers, you know, being officials at, at club nights and, and running club nights. And, you know, uh, one of our members, if their club member didn't want to swim and they became an official for that night as well, that would count towards their end of year points tally um, for their club point score or whatnot. Yeah. Do you reckon this is, a, this is a great way to engage young people in the sport, you know, at that grassroots level? Yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah, I 100% agree with that. If you, I reckon that if you bring them in, sort of introduce it to them when they're at that 12, 13 mm. age, like when they're getting old enough to like comprehend everything like that and see what the sport's really about behind the scenes. And mm, yeah. pl- like planting the seeds then and then them realising, being like, hey, if I don't want to swim, there's always ways to be involved in the sport anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, like uh, if, if we go away from from club nights and we go to carnivals that your club hosts you know even if it was for like a session you know that you did a technical official little job or something like that it's in a safe environment well not safe environment but it's it's a a comfortable environment where you know it's your pool um and i think grassroots levels is where everything starts anyway so we should be putting more effort into those young technical officials at club levels yeah am am, am i I right yeah you're 100 (laughs) percent right if if you can get kids wanting to do it when they're that young age and getting involved like that like mm. helping out the clubs at carnivals and club nights and everything like that it gives the younger kids also to look somebody look up to to be like yeah. oh they're doing that i want to do that when i'm older yes sort of thing. yes and and also it gives parents a rest as well rather than you yeah, know, if, I, 
like how many three-year-olds do you see running around pool deck you know oh, like yeah. oh. <laughs> so ready so they've already got their hands full yeah yeah do you reckon all clubs should be implementing that 100 i think that yeah. all clubs should be encouraging the older swimmers that maybe if they're thinking about phasing out of swimming or whether they're thinking just switching it up a little bit or still even doing both yeah. um planting that seed and getting them involved that way somehow would be yeah. really good yeah yeah all right moving on the 20 to 30 year old age bracket there's hardly anyone in there there is yeah. hardly any technical officials in there it, we, we have a really good pool of, of teenagers like yourself or even those who are in school uh you know at local meets and 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 you know uh local carnivals not even area championships or anything but that 20 to 30 year old age group is almost non-existent um mm. Now, I understand, you know, you're about to move into that age group. I'm in that age group and you've got uni, as you said. You've got friendships, relationships, moving out of home, uh, jobs, you know, like actual work and careers that you want to pursue. Um, do you reckon once you move into that age group and uni starts to get a bit more demanding and work starts to get a bit more demanding as well, do you reckon that the balance will change? Will you, will you more sway towards the side of work and life rather than officials or, or what's your what's your goal for that um i i honestly myself i'll be honest i can feel myself moving over to that uni sort of side yeah, yeah. it was when i because i'm only in first year so when i first started i there was a couple of meets that i said to dave i was like i i just want to get find my feet yeah and then come back to it sort of thing yeah. and then already hits that sort of stuff my plans up yeah but i could I, I'd really like to keep it like how I had it. Like yeah. I was doing coming, doing carnival, trying to do one local carnival a month and then one up in SOPAC. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it, 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 I can feel myself changing, but I'd really love to keep it at what, it, what I've always had it at. And uh, if there was a paycheck for you, would you continue yeah. it into your twenties? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to consider, I'm going to keep going anyways, but if there was a paycheck, cause I'm giving up like my weekends which yeah. is where I get my money. Yeah. to go and do this and then yeah. like just just because i love it but if there was that paycheck i'd, I'd love it that tiny bit more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so uh we said uh earlier you know people to, to come down and, and do a session at their their local meets um and, and or carnivals or whatever because some people can't commit to those eight to ten hour days mm. If we had some sort of shift or shift system or roster system, do you feel that would make it easier for young, busy uni students or whatever to become involved? Especially, you know, if the paycheck or even if it wasn't a paycheck was per hour or per, per two yeah. hours or per half day or something. Yeah, I reckon if it would be good if you maybe split them up into two sessions and stuff like that. Because then say if you work at a cafe or you work in retail, you could still do the morning or afternoon shift. Yeah. And then if you wanted to still get involved in it and whether you had the siblings doing it or whether you just wanted mm. to go by yourself, you can still do that out like two hours in the afternoon yeah. and not miss out on work sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, from what I know, from what I understand, they can tick for a half day or a full day. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's what all if that you, what, if, what if we broke that down as in, you had say the day is 10 hours long and you had five two-hour slots what are your thoughts yeah. on that yeah yeah that that would work that's sort of like what they have with like timekeeping and things like that okay at, at like smaller carnivals yeah they have that they have like your hour time slots and it's sort of like a roster that you can see 
Yeah. And then for each club takes their takes their time and then they all swap yeah. around and stuff like that. That would yeah. work with like on the bigger scale as well. Like that would work pretty yeah. well, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Now you spoke about it before of, of, of all these these older people and you were the young 15, you know, year old in yeah. there with all these older people and, and that culture that there is so many older, it's centered at old adults, right? Rather than us, us young, uh, young adults. Um, and it's not, not as attractive as to young people, you know, no one's going to pounce yeah. the opportunity to, um, you know, hang around with someone who's, you know, 30 years their senior or something like that. No offense yeah. to the uh, older generation <laughs> out there, but, um, we had one quote on our member page and it was the undesirable adultification of youth sport. How do you find it being, you know, one of those young ones in a group of, of older, older adults, you know, like you're, you're one of the only young TOs going around. There's only a handful of you around at SOPAC. Yeah. What changes as well? Could you make off the top of your head? I, I honestly, the only, I'd love for it to have more, like love for more younger people to get involved, mm. but it's just hard for that. Cause it is so daunting. Like I remember walking into that room on my first day, standing there being like, Holy crap. Like, yeah. what, what am I doing here? I'm not meant to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, having more of the, um, I'm in the mentoring um, program. That yes. is amazing to build up my confidence. Um, I sort of having more open communication with, because I've only like when signing up and everything like that, you only really talk to the meet meeting manager guy, person. Yeah. So when like talk to your other marshals or your other check starters you're working with on the day, just to just so you feel a bit more confident walking in there, like oh I I know who I'm working with. Yeah. Sort of be really good. Like yeah. knowing your referee, like if I'm doing starting, like just being able to reach out to the referee and be like, hey, is there anything that you you wanted me to bring or stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it's, it is very daunting for young officials. I have, I have to admit, I, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I dare say that that Dave Cooper would have would have helped you very much. So, like, did oh. he did he kind of help you get in? You know, in with the cool kids in a way. Like, did he you know, <laughs> bring you in and, and like yes. make you part of the crew? Yeah, yeah. So I remember one of my one of my first big meets that I had, and I Dave wasn't there that time, and it was in Canberra, mm. and. I didn't know anybody there because it was, I don't go to ACT meets. And I remember going there, like, I was so nervous. I was only 15. It was one of my first meets. Like, I was one of the only girls there. And I just went and I cried. I honestly bawled my eyes because I was so nervous. Yeah. But then I called Dave and then he was talking to me and he talked me through everything. And he was like, you're fine. You've got this. You've got this. You're all good. Yeah. And then, like, I talked to some of the other officials there because he must have talked to them. And they're like, don't be nervous. Like, it's okay. And having a community that would yeah. actually bring me into it is what really helped me out. Yeah. Do you, think, walking... do you think the mentoring program should be bigger? Should yes, it be catered to everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's young officials helping old officials or whether it's, like, older officials, like, coming into the system. Yeah. Helping out like that. It's, I, I, I think that it should be happen more often. Yeah, because I I don't in all honesty I wouldn't have I don't think I would have stayed in the technical officialing side if it wasn't for the support system that I built when yeah. I was that fifteen age bracket. Yeah, yeah. I was having a discussion with with um with Ben Rand the other day and 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 saying we came up with the idea of of, of imagine if 
every young, sorry, every young technical official had a, you know, a mentor and, you know, it was on SOPAC or something and they had done an area championship, then gone to SOPAC and it might be Metro or country or whatever. And like, imagine you and Dave walking up the side of the pool and Dave giving you tips here and there and, you know, actually being a technical official coach in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, and then, and then as we said, bringing you in with the cool kids and, you know, like, yeah. like I, I, I think that would be a brilliant idea, you know, to, it, for, it really would something. be. Yeah. Having that support system is really what I think drove me to want to stay in it and fall in love with it even more. Because yeah. now I can walk in there and I know everybody there now and I'm not nervous or anxious mm. when I get there because I know that what I'm doing there, I'm doing right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, brilliant. Now, you did say that you're a bit, it was a bit intimidating walking into that room. And, and do you think there is a divide between the two generations of officials? Like, have you ever felt not welcome or felt like inferior? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it sounds crappy to say it like that, but it is it is like that because you sort of walk in there being young female technical official who sort of doesn't seem like she knows what I knew. I knew I know what I was talking about. Yeah. But having having people like, oh, oh, that's, you're the starter today sort of thing. I've oh, got right. started a couple of times when I was younger, which sort of, I understand why young technical officials get deterred by that. Yeah. But you've sort of just got to like withstand it and be like, oh, oh, that's what they said. I'm here to do my job. I know that I'm. I know that yeah. I know what I'm. Yeah, I think the hard yeah, there thing is, is there is a divide. The hard thing as well that, that that has just arisen to my mind then was, you know, you've been in the sport five years as a as a technical official. There could be someone in their fifties who's been in the sport five years as a technical official, but you know, because they are older, you both have the same experience as a technical official. But I think the stigma that you're young, like, gives the stigma, you know, that you are, you know, inexperienced and yeah, and, yeah, and risky and all that, which you know isn't true. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah, that 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 is how it can come across sometimes with some of the officials. But majority of the time, they really do understand that you you know mm. as much as they do, and you're yeah. you're there to do the same thing as they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Luce, if we could take three things away from today's chat, what would it be? Please, please look in your local clubs, seek out information on com becoming a technical official because it really is an amazing, amazing experience. You can, you can travel with it. You can do whatever you want with it. You meet so many new people. It's really an amazing thing to get involved in. If, even if you start on a local level, um, st just start looking around, like don't, don't be shy. Like if you ever want to talk to anybody, like reach out to your clubs and see if they've got anybody through their clubs that they can point you in the right direction. And yeah, <laughs> just join and get involved. It's, uh, it's really, fun. it really is something that it's a community and a culture that's really good to get involved in. Oh, beautiful. Well, excellent, Lucy. Thank you so much for coming on to swim.rocks. Enjoy your day. Well, good. You too. Thank you for having me. All good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to keep in touch with us, go over to our Instagram and Facebook pages or join our digital community. Simply type in the URL community.swim.rocks, click the request to join button and follow the prompts. It's totally free, guys. Come along and help us make swimming easier and better for all. Make sure you tune into next week's episode, but until then, everyone, stay safe, stay healthy and stay dry.